Sounds of Stadia podcast, episode number 129 of your weekly Stadia show where we round up all of the gaming and Stadia news for your listening or viewing pleasure right here on youtube.com forward slash games or up there on your podcast preference of choice in the digital cloud. You're joining myself, Chris, alongside the man of many pixels himself, Mr. Richie. You know what? We've had some nice surprises this week, so I'm pretty happy. We have. Stadia gone all crazy on Nuos. Next up on Stadia, we've had blog post after blog post after blog post, folks. And we're here to break it all down and talk about it, because we've got a great show lined up for you discussing all of those games. Talking about the games journalists out there actually writing positive articles on the Google Cloud platform. We've got WWE possibly moving over to EE. We've got new games rated, Gamescom making a return, and much, much more. But before we dive into all that, don't forget to click like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell so you are kept in the loop with all of the good cloud gaming goodness we bring you here at Halis Cloud Games from myself, Richie, and Tom, because we have weekly Let's Plays, weekly live streams, first looks, and much, much more go up on the channel. Our members do get access to that up to six days early for some of our shows and content, special badges, etc., etc. And more importantly, you support us. So thank you. To everyone out there who just hit like after I said do that thing, you actually went and did it. Well done. Give yourself a round of applause. Clap on the back. Yeah, we like you. Have yourself a beer, a cheeky beer. Even if you might just be starting your Monday, heading off to work. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Just don't tell your it's boss. It's 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday when this this episode comes out. So, yeah, crack yourself one open. Why not? You've earned it. You've earned it. Uh, but as I said, Richie, if you want to support the channel a little bit more, they can do so by clicking join down below if they're watching on YouTube. Or if they're watching on, watching on Spotify, listening on Spotify, you can just give us a star rating because that is a thing Spotify does. It helps out the algorithm and it finds other people the path to our content, Richie, because we're growing, we like it, we do our thing, we put our weekly content, ever consistent, as always, 129 episodes consistently. We're kind of proud of that. We're definitely proud of that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we do fairly consistently as well is our weekly live streams. If you are a fan of cloud gaming and you don't just want to sit back and talk and listen to us, uh, actually jump in with us. We do a lot of community streams, and this last week, Richie, you joined yourself because I was yes, unfortunately... I <laughs> Unable to attend for, for family reasons. Um, you played Dawn of the Monsters, of course. Just dropped as a pro game this month. You checked it out. What are some of your first thoughts on the kaiju smashing action? Um, It's perfectly fine. Oh! It's not good. It's not great. It's not bad either. If you like Rampage and like the Sega Mega Drive, that sort of era... And you just want to be a big kaiju destroying other monsters. And you can smash up buildings a bit. But although, to be honest, the bit smashing up the buildings wasn't that great. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's fine. It's basically a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Only you play as a giant monster rather than a guy down on the ground. So is it in you can, actual... You can smash people with buildings, which is Right, fun. that's good. That's always good. So is it but, in actual yeah. stages? Like, do you stay in one yes. static location? Or do you move along the map a la Streets of Rage? So, like each each like map each level is kind of split into stages in stages i think it's usually about four or five stages each of them you get a ranking based mm-hmm. on how well you do so you the way depending on how you kill the other monsters on that stage you get more points that kind of thing okay. uh, there's a bit more customizability than i expected how you can get augments so you can tweak what sort of abilities you like your your character has okay so that's something that's probably a bit more depth. There's four characters, and outside the actual, they have each of them have, have abilities, which yeah, they're different from character to character. But other than that, they largely place very similar. Okay, but it, it was as I said, I think we, I would have had more fun if we sat down on the couch playing together than I did playing on my own. But, yeah, it seems seems like you get a bit more fun out of the banter between two people. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things that was mis- was missing a bit. So okay, well, I tried out all the characters, played a couple of levels. Give it a good old college go try, as they say. Yeah, terrific. And you can go check that out, ladies and gentlemen. It's up on our channel right now as a VOD. Uh, if you're on the fence about it, if you may be thinking about subscribing to Stadia Pro this month to claim it, go check out Richie's first look and tell us what you think. Of course, it hasn't launched on other platforms yet. It doesn't come out until the fifteenth, I believe, on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch and stuff. So get in there early while you can, cloud people. Do it while you can. Um, this past week, I've been playing a bit more Stadia. Uh, Richie, I'm totally on, in on the FIFA now. With my, I've, I think I've oh, said it for three weeks in a row now. My career mode's ticking away. I just signed this young lad who's like 19, and he's 88 overall. 
means nothing from the youth academy Uh, no no free agent just straight into that free agent market and my scout said check this kid out got him on about 28 grand a week wage and he's worth over 100 million so boy am I going to sell that puppy and just finance my entire squad with his one how many seasons are you in two I this this has got to be like a Lionel Messi regen or something then, but there'd be that like mm. that high rated at such a young age. It's like, well, I'm currently. Does in he the... have one of them weird pre-computer generated faces? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm currently two seasons in. I'm in League One because I always like to start at the bottom of the ladder and work my way up through the English leagues. Uh, so yeah, I'm in League One and I'm I'm at the top of League One. I'll be. I'm just I'm on the cusp of the Championship. And I uh, have a level uh, an eighty-eight striker overall, <laughs> just from the free agent right. pool. So sell him in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get rid of it. You can't sell him. I have to keep him for a few, like a full rotation before you can sell him. But yeah. that is the goal because he's worth over hundred million. So I'm going to rake that, rake that in. Uh, but that's that's what sports about, yeah. right? You find the youth players and you sell them on for big bucks and fund fund many more important things. Uh, but yeah, totally in on that. I, I've checked out. Um, a little bit of the pro games. Didn't look at Dawn of the Monsters because I was obviously saving that saving that for Thursday uh, with you. Uh, had a little play around with Darkwood. It, it's what I expected. It's it's fun, but I'm not really in the horror mood right now because it's it's coming up yeah. on spring. <laughs> Maybe later in the year I'll get back around to that one. Just like some of the games we're talking about in today's show. Uh, I've not had that much time with Horizon Forbidden West because I've been decorating. And my index finger is really dry from using grout. I should have worn <laughs> gloves. And it's now just... Yeah. Yeah, I keep having to lick. If you see me lick the tip of my finger throughout the course of this podcast, it's because it's Is it dry. one of those things you just because it's dry. You, yeah, I just it just yourself. needs moisture. Well, I won't quite be sucking on my thumb like a child, yeah. uh, but I may I may wet the tip a little bit as the Sarah Chi. <laughs> After all, <laughs> it is Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the show uh, proper. We've got loads of news to talk about. So Richie, do me the honors and kickstart things off by introducing us to the. The Super Sexy Special Stadia Story segment, a.k.a. The News. Lots of news, lots of news, because as we said right at the beginning, Stadia are, quite frankly, I feel like they're spoiling us right now. We, we've had a year of silence, and then we get three blog posts in one week, back to back to back. Um, I don't know, I, quite frankly, myself, and I know the guys over the Stadia, Stadia Source team, don't know what to do. They're running around with stories dropping left, right, and centre. It's a crazy world we live in. It's almost as if communicating with your audience creates a really good vibe and a positive energy. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing there, isn't it? Telling people what you can expect from a platform gets people going interested in it. Yeah, it's communication and, more importantly, games. So to kick things off with story number one of the week from... Newos, as I keep dubbing it, next up on Stadia, the blog post of the week dropped and we got three games announced as coming to Stadia. Usually we only get those kind of mega announcements in and around pro time when they're going to tease us with like one or two little titles that might be going pro, there might be something in the pipeline or a developer may say something and the blog post tells us about it five days after the fact (laughs) and we've already covered it on the podcast. Uh, But for once we got three titles we knew nothing about However, kicking things off this week, Richie, this is a title you and myself have been clambering for for probably well over a year now, I think it has been. I think we've been talking about this game should come to Stadia since we've had a podcast. Probably. Uh, if you haven't been uh, listening along or able to tell, yeah, we're big fans of this game. So, first up, Overcooked. All you can eat, the collection of Overcooked 1 and 2 and all the DLCs packed packed into a nice Nice little sandwich, Richie. A tasty little treat. And you and me can be the meat in the middle of that sandwich playing Overcooked on Stadia. Because yep. it's coming, coming soon. They haven't quite told us when, however. But, as I said, for those who don't know Overcooked, uh, the peckish have risen the game. And it's your job to satisfy their hunger. Are you ready to save the world? So, for those who don't know Overcooked, yeah, you take place uh, in, a, in a fictional world, of course. Multitude of characters to choose from, both animal and humanoid. I mean, after all, you are working alongside a giant onion who is king of the realm uh, to fight off monsters. It's the unbred in the second game and it's the giant bolognese spaghetti monster in game one. And essentially it's a co-op, I was going to say hack and slash, but it's, it's kind of chop and, no, chop and slash and make it's, cooking game. It's a cooking game. It's a cooking game. Our, you're, you're running a restaurant, it's, co- it's co-op. You're running a restaurant together. It's like, make the dishes as they come, get get points, the more points you get, the more size you get, the less 
the unbred take over the world. Yeah, unbred are essentially the undead with their chunks of bread. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, anyone who played Cooking Mama back on the Nintendo DS. It's kind of that mixed with a more frantic multiplayer mode. Um, we, we've played this before, Richie, on PlayStation. We've actually yes. spent an entire night having a few beers and trying to get the platinum for this game on PlayStation. Yeah, I, think we which... won- I think was it Overcooked 2 that we just one-shotted? We just started a new game and completed. And just powered through three stars on every event. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I'm thrilled that the team at Ghost Town Games, the developers, and the publishers, Team 17, are bringing this game over to the platform. Um, it does go online as well. So it's got online with crossplay as well, I believe. And up to 4K, I guess, if you've got Stadia Pro and it runs on 4K. But multiplayer modes, accessibility features, everything you'd expect from that. Uh, we will 100% be doing a stream for this as well because... We love the game and it's it's very fun to watch and, and basically the fun is in the messing up. That's right. It's not an yeah, efficiently yeah. ranked kitchen for the most part. Like your first go at a level is kind of it's a throwaway to figure out how okay, what's our strategy? It's like, okay, I'm on the onions, you take care you take care of the door, we're making pizza guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but pizza levels, burgers, sushi, there's the dishes kinda of get a bit yeah. complex in, in the later part of the game. But yeah, it can't yeah, we wait. We do have um, a release date for April for this, actually. Oh, good shout. We don't have a day, but it is April 2020. Which, so, yeah. I think this could be a, a pro game. I hope it's a pro game, because I believe it was a PlayStation Plus title not too long back, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me if it was a Game Pass game at some point, if it isn't at the moment. Uh, let us know in the comments down below if you do know that fact. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And I think the biggest part to come out of this story, along with one of the next games we'll talk about... Is it's another publisher on board with Stadia, Team 17. No titles yep. yet released on the platform. And this is great going forward because it just tells me that there's a new relationship. Finally... Hmm? Yep. And we might finally get Worm Game. We might get Worm Game in line with... Uh, maybe we didn't get Worm Game because it was Worm copyright. Game, Armageddon. <laughs> worm Game. Ah, I used to love the Worms games. Yeah. Uh, what was the latest one? They had like a Battle Royale one that came out on oh, other no consoles idea. around about probably late, late last summer. Um, I'll admit I haven't played one since like Worms Armageddon. It was it was which free. was amazing. Worms Battle right. I can't spell Worms right with there. Worms Battle. I think wasn't did they come to PS Plus or something? Yeah, Worms Rumble. That's the one. Yeah. Worms Rumble. Twenty twenty action game. Damn, it was two years ago. December twenty twenty. That's crazy. I thought that was wasn't long ago at all. Uh, but it's out on all other series. Not coming to Stadia at this time. However. Now the relationship's up and active, I've got to imagine the conversations are happening about what other titles they want to bring over. And that, Richie, is what brings us on to the next game that was announced as part of this community blog, which was Golf With Your Friends. So a different developer, this is Blacklight Interactive, published by Team 17 once again. So that's two games in one go coming from Team 17 publishers. Um, Golf With Your Friends is essentially, as you'd expect, uh, a multiplayer golf game. It's got online co-op play as well. It's an interesting one, Richie, because it looks like from the trailer, it's a golf game that also has loads of quirky takes on it as well. It's not just it's, a pure simulator. Yeah, it's not pure simulator. Yeah. Um, lots of... This is not PGA Tour. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's crazy golf. Yeah, don't expect um, to see Tiger Woods or anything on this. It looks like it features things like explosives, ice, gravitational, uh, blockers... Tricks, I'm guessing within each Cosmetics turn. for your golf ball. I've seen one with a snorkel. Cosmetics for your golf ball. Wow. That's that's taking it. However, I will say there was a lot of people in the community across social media when this was announced. The Golf With Your Friends uh, was one of the ones that stood out with loads of people saying, actually, this is a great game. I played it with my children. I've played it on my own. And there is something about golf games that it's quite relaxing. I know we've seen people in the content community uh, do golf uh, streams in the past I know from just playing Mario Golf and stuff back in the day there's something therapeutic about knock it watch it bounce hear the crowd oh oh and then just kind of yeah get under par yeah, it's it's another April 2020 release then again I hope this is another pro game and up to 12 player multiplayer so oh there's a definitely a stream in that then there is. There has to be. So yeah, mini golf up to twelve players. So we'll get you people involved out there in the community um, across themed courses, using power ups, different game modes, and a level editor as well. And we'll see where we go with that one. So fun to be had on the fairway. Definitely some use of some Happy Gilmore references. I think we need to do in that one. But moving on, 
final game of that particular blog post of the week, we got another title announced. I'm very excited to see this one come as well. It's a, it's an older game, albeit. However, it fits into the the one of the things you and me have been asking for for quite some time, and that is mouse and keyboard type games. Yes. And we have that now in the form of Cities Skylines. So for those who aren't familiar, this one is from Tantalus Media, uh, published by Paradox Interactive, and this one will be coming spring 2022. So not an April date on this one, but spring, I guess, doesn't have could that big of a window. Yeah, it could be April, May, June. Uh, city Skylines puts you, in, puts you in charge of a growing city from the groundbreaking of its first streets to the ever-changing needs of thousands of citizens. Design, build, and manage the city of your dreams from public services to civic policies and challenge yourself to grow from a simple town to a bustling metropolitan hub. City Skylines is an award-winning, best-selling management game with all the robust city simulation gameplay and unique charm along for the ride. Design, build, and manage the city of your dreams from public services. I've just read that. This blog post has done the same thing again. It's literally repeating the same paragraph. That's happened before, hasn't it, when I've read it out? I think so, yeah. Good old copy and paste job there. It's literally repeated about halfway through the first sentence. It, it repeats itself, so... I won't repeat myself, but uh, good uh, good proofread there, Stadia team. Might want to get on that one and just delete some words out of there. Um, but part of City Skylines, essentially, for those who don't know, it's it's like SimCity. It's yeah, you very much manage the it's, city finances. It's a city tycoon game. Yeah, finances. You, run, you manage your city infrastructure. Um, city Skylines, I believe, it deals with world natural events like tornadoes and earthquakes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't seen a lot of City Skylines content, but there is some good stuff out, out there. I know there was Biffing Brick, one I told you just before we went live. Um, he made an, a city that is entirely bit, his economy is entirely based on toll roads, and I generally recommend watching it because it's hilarious. So is that there's nothing... No, he doesn't charge any tax or anything no like tax. that? It's just... You, just all tolls. You pay all to, tolls. Oh, <laughs> big mistake if everyone decides to get bicycles then. No, just charge the bicycles for the toll. At all. You can't do it. They just go around it. They don't pay yeah. road tax. Either way, we digress. But, yeah. uh, the big thing for me with City Skylines is this is what we've been clamoring for. More huge mouse and keyboard games that don't require a super souped-up, no. strong PC to run. You can just do it in the cloud. Um, this, of I, course, is a, is a, the, it's probably going to be the console edition of City Skylines. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I expect it's probably going to be like a PlayStation port. But hopefully they have if they have full mouse and keyboard integration, then great. Then this will be then Stadia effectively becomes the best console to play this game. Mm, certainly, yeah. The the version on PlayStation was the PlayStation Four edition, so it was specific for that console. Yeah, uh, which is is great to see. Uh, again, to back to what we said though about Team Seventeen being on board, uh, Tantalus Media they've worked on some interesting projects. They've been a, they're a team that have been around for some time since the nineties. Um, working on a lot of ports more recently if you look at their, their library um, they did the Age of Empires definitive edition ports for Microsoft so 2 and 3 uh, Richie will be glad to hear they worked on the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD port on Nintendo I mean that's not, that's not getting ported to Stadia no no I'm saying that in one. terms of like what's in their catalogue of libraries yeah. uh, City Skylines of course uh, Rhyme remember Rhyme over on the uh, Nintendo Switch Sonic yeah. Mania ported that to the Nintendo Switch uh, Paradox Interactive that made uh, Magicka. Great game. Magicka. Mm. Um, but yeah, so these yeah. guys, they're, they're a dab hand at definitely porting games. And I'm interested to see what that kind of relationship could turn into. But yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for me is probably the Paradox Interactive. Now they're on board. What other games have they got? Um, That's what I'm just looking at now. That's why I saw Magicka. Um, nothing. Crusader Kings Ooh, 3. Like Crusader Kings. Empire Saint, Age of Wonders, Planet Fall. So Age of Wonders is kind of like a Civ style game, only more fantasy inspired rather than um, like traditional world inspired. Um, see anything else? Prison Architect Mobile. Prison Architect is kind of another could be another fun game. To yeah, play. Uh, the one that stood out for me was Heart of Iron. One of our friends is a big Heart of Iron fan. Yes, true. Uh, Surviving Mars was the one I think that I could see coming next. So Surviving Mars is the city builder, but on Mars. So yeah. you just simulate the same thing in City Skylines, but you do it on another planet with, um, I'd imagine, extra levels of managing oxygen and, <laughs> and other yeah. important things like water. 
Um, that Pillars of Eternity was kind mm. of a spiritual success, successor to Baldur's Gate. Okay, so they've got quite a few games in their in their library as well. But uh, for me, the biggest takeaway from these three games and these blog posts is just new relationships, because yeah. we've seen it touted many many times that Stadia is dying. They're closing down. They're only focusing twenty percent. However, it seems to be either ramping back up. They've they've hit the lull and they're on the upswing at the moment, just based on the yeah. amount of news we're getting and these get. Uh, it, there was a weird sense of enjoyment in the community this week, and these games are all older titles. Like Overcooked is a few year old, Skylines is seven year old, but they're not triple A titles. Either. I'd say they're double A titles, but they're good quality, well respected double mm. A titles. That's it. These are games like like Overcooked, Golf with Your Friends, City Skylines. You're looking at these three games and going, "Yeah, there's some fun there." I mean, we've pretty much declared that we intend to stream probably all three of these at some point. Yes. I'm, I'm more than that's a, that is a good sign. <laughs> yeah, if they're funny enough to play, even though they're older titles, then yeah, they should be able to stand the test of time. And this is kind of the the hope we had for Stadia in the beginning is that starting with a library of nothing gives you the opportunity to go back in time and curate and pick out the best games, the game of the year editions. Overcooked is the complete one and two package. City Skylands is we don't know what the DLC situation is, but they've had seven years of yeah. different various DLCs. We're we're guessing that it's just going to be available to purchase in the Stadia store yeah. upon launch. I mean, my expectation will be the base game's there, all the DLCs purchasable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like um, an ultimate edition or anything. I'm not. Like exp- there, there probably might be an ultimate edition where you get everything bundled in, but yeah, but you're probably paying more for that. Yeah, good. as you expect. Good yeah. to see. Good to see. But uh, three new titles coming along. The community was certainly happy with that one. So we'll uh, just have to wait. Uh, not much longer, as we, as they said, April. So that's yeah. a, that's a mere thirty days away, uh, twenty days away. Finger, fingers crossed for all these turn up to pro as well. Yeah, I mean we need games to come, right? It's... So there's no reason why not. Uh, and I don't think any of these games are out of the question. Definitely. Uh, so I do have a speaking of questions, Richie. Question for you: yeah. When did Google Stadia launch worldwide? Oh, it was 2019. And any particular month? It was It was November. Well done. You get all the points, Richie, because next up we've got Trivial Pursuit live. Play the world's best-known trivia game coming on March 17th. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, experience the thrill of a competing live TV trivia game show at home or on the go featuring different question formats to challenge players from beginner to expert. You can even take on players from around the world in online play. Customise your gameplay, get the whole family on board, unique catch-up rounds, exclusive question formats. I doubt we'll get any questions related to Google Stadia, but Richie, I think if there was, we would certainly be eschewing for some top points with that one. I'd be, I'd be so stressed if, we got, if there was Google Stadia-specific <laughs> questions because they're like, oh, I should know this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've forgot more Stadia news and stories now than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Although we talk about it every week. It's a very it's a weekly news cycle, so you just it's the, you read the news. Dump it. We talk, we do, do the show, we dump it from the memory banks and move on to the next week. Yeah, certainly. There, there are some little things that, that jump up and oh. remind, but that pop up in my mind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Trivial Pursuit uh, from Ubisoft. It's part of that Hasbro collection that Ubisoft uh, owns. So things um, in line that we've got in the past, like Uno and such, have, have came to Stadia. This one is going to come as well. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be in line with Ubisoft Plus. That seems to be a, a format that's coming. And uh, yeah, just goes to show there are more Ubisoft titles spread out throughout the year. We've got uh, Monopoly Madness, of course, recently as well. That was a new title on all platforms, but it came as well. And um, yeah, more continued support. What do you What do you like with Trivial Pursuit? Is this something your family have played in years uh, gone by, or I have played it, but I think there's a problem with something like Trivial Pursuit is it's like any pub quiz. Sometimes you'll just go. You'll be at a pub quiz, and they'll start talking about stuff that happened in the sixties and seventies. It's like there's no way I'm going to know this. Yeah, you need that. Sometimes it's it's like, yeah, it's like well, if you weren't about, you just don't have that context. Mm-hmm. You just you just screw. Yeah, you could be as knowledgeable as possible, but there, is, like we yeah. just said with the news, there is a cutoff point where your brain cannot hold that much information. It's like when the Indian pub quiz and do a picture round, and it's like grainy photos of people who were famous for it, like in the 60s and 70s like yeah okay I feel it's quite nice though when that happens because then you do feel a bit young 
Yeah, uh, we haven't done a pub quiz in a long, long time. Uh, probably due to, to lockdown and stuff. Not but, being able to go to pubs. And that too. Uh, however, yes, Trivial Pursuit coming, part of Ubisoft Plus. Uh, probably will drop with a pro price. We usually get a good introductory price to some Ubisoft games. One that hopefully it gets updated with relevant questions as time goes by. It always bugs me when um, we've played some of the, the Jackbox games in the past and they have questions and it's like so out of like pop culture. Like it's so old, it just doesn't reference. Or it's American. Uh, no disrespect to our American audience out there, but sometimes the questions can be very much catered towards an American audience that is someone in England. When you get them questions, it, it just, there is no chance you're getting that. But... Again, Trivial Pursuit. I've played it in the past. Uh, I think it being digital does a lot for it. It can be updated yeah, and tweaked. I, that's the thing. I wonder if they've got different like trivia packs as part of the game. If I, I could look into it, but like if they have different trivia packs so you can kind of set, okay, this is, I want only like topical questions from between like 1990 to 2020. Yeah, like just a filter Something to like, limit, yeah. limit the questions. Back. Yeah. Certainly. But we won't have to wait too long. March 17th, it, is dropping on the Stadia store. If it's a decent price, we might even do a stream with that one as well, Richie. This could be the fourth game we've talked about this week. Yeah. That includes that. Uh, so, good stuff, good stuff. And that wasn't it because we had um, another blog post uh, which uh, rounded up and actually pushed towards the Google for Games Developer Summit. And it's it's picking up a bit of traction, this Richie. They've The Stadia team have not only retweeted, posted, commented in their blog posts, about this upcoming Google for Games Developer Summit. Now, I think we were one of the first people to actually report on the Dev Summit and actually highlight the key Stadia-specific features. Yeah, we did a side quest on it. Yeah, we did. And is it just me, or are they really, really going for this now? They are pushing this. I mean, I think during the side quest, after when we did the side quest, we'd only just had heard, like, okay, we went through the story in the podcast and went, actually, there's... So a couple of keywords here dropping around. There's actually some Stadia-focused talks. Let's do a side quest on this. There's more to dig, dig into. Mm-hmm. And since that side quest, as the way things go with us, immediately they start talking a bit more about it. And we were like, oh, I'm not going to get too excited by this. Keep your hype levels low. It's developer-focused. Now Google like, yeah, everyone come come join it. We're going to be talking about Stadia. Loads like, so I'll take on side quests. It's kind of out wrong. But yeah, the, I've heard, I've seen, I've read them say things, like you said, come along and watch. Um, yeah. Big news. They're the, actually the... inviting consumers. Yeah. So it's not going to be just developer focused. Yeah. The, I think. used terminology. I'm not expecting big game announcements and stuff, but I don't think it's going to be massively nerdy over, over the heads of most t- average gamers. Yeah, they've actively said things like the year ahead. Like we're talking about what the year ahead is. Um, even in the blog post that I'm reading from this week on Stadia, it says the festivities kick off with the keynote presentation and you won't want to miss it. Exclamation mark. Like, why won't we want to miss it? Like, what are you going to tell us that we don't want to miss? I'm keeping my hype levels mm. down a bit because I think this could be a case of they're, they're going for a hard sell here. Because I think they need to get eyes on it, mm-hmm. but I'm not expecting this to be like the the level of what we would hope. So yeah, I think they're just gonna go more to town on it than I think we initially thought. But I'm gonna still keep expectations super low. Like I expect no game announcements from this. I expect to hear a little bit about what the future holds, maybe with publisher deals. The way they're talking about all this behind the scenes stuff with Windows, and we're gonna yeah, get the Windows emulation more. stuff seems to be the pick of the bunch Mm -hmm. a bit so blog post focus on that the final thing we did get to take away from the blog post was uh, another game announced that was mad street so we covered this uh, a few weeks back now it was rated for stadia and here it is mad street is a physics based party game which has an emphasis on fist fighting bringing something new to the genre with interactivity not seen in a fighting game all the while cracking a smile and bursting into laughter over the ridiculous physics interactions mad streets launches on stadia march 15th so uh, at the time this show goes live it's tomorrow so good luck go check it out uh, the best way i think richie you've described this as gang beast meets streets of rage yeah it seems at times it looks like this i think there's some other modes i saw like a dodgeball mode in there but there seems a lot of it is like seems to be like side scroll to beat them up but with a more physics bit, like slapstick physics based um, en- engine, similar like you find in something like a gang beasts or a human fall flat. Mm. 
yeah, human fall flat, definitely. There is something fun in that kind of crazy octodad. You don't really have control it's, of your limbs. It's something really frustrating at times. <laughs> it, it can be. It certainly can be. Um, but yeah, it comes out uh, next week. I'm guessing it's going to probably have a decent price tag. Probably not a pro game anytime soon. Otherwise, I think it would have launched as a pro game. So uh, go check out Mad Streets coming this very week. Uh, but to go back, Richie, to a little bit of what we were discussing beforehand, you mentioned it, the Windows game. So again, we covered it in a previous show, but it it would appear that the news journalists out there, the gaming news journalists who keep their ear to the ground on this kind of stories, had a little bit of a time delay because it looks like certain sites have now picked up on some of these Google Games Summit conferences and they're writing articles about it, positive articles about it, which is weird. Off the back of three blog posts, um, five new game announcements paired with last week's five game announcements. That's ten game announcements in two weeks. And now we're having journalists write positively about Stadia's future in some manner. What's happening, yeah. Richie? What is happening out there? Oh, they all watched Side Quest 56 when we broke it down. Side, we want a piece of the pot. We want a piece of that pie. <laughs> <laughs> No, I talk, um I think this is I think a lot with a lot of these uh, these journalists I don't think there's a, I think at times there's been some journalists who seem to have a bit of a stick a bit of a thing against Stadia. I think that has generally settled down a lot. Now I think there's a lot of disinterest mm-hmm. in Stadia unless they do something interesting. Yeah. Um, as much as we're excited for City Skylines, um Golf with your friends and Overcooked, mm-hmm. that's not get selling clicks for these uh, um, websites. However, Google upgrading the porting technology to get Windows games to come over directly shows it's a very different... That is a very interesting thing from from just if your game is like, first of all, platform's not dead. You don't do this if the platform's dead. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, to to bring that all all in together, the reason I'm mentioning it is because uh, Tom Warren over at The Verge reported this week, Google hints at Windows games running on Stadia. Uh, Reading direct from the article, Google appears to have built its own solution for running Windows games on Stadia. Google is planning to detail its Windows emulator for Linux next week at the company's Google for Games Developer Summit. Reddit users have spotted a session at the summit which will detail how to write Windows emulator for Linux from scratch. Now, sorry Reddit users out there, we covered this as well. I I want to this article. (laughs) The one thing I want to point out is, um, I know you've mentioned The Verge, this is reading from The Verge, there's a couple of others who, um, who've mentioned the word emulator, and nowhere in the breakdown we did, did the word emulator come up. They're talking about porting technology. They're pitching this as if it's like just an, a Windows emulator built in the Stadia, so you're emulating Windows to play these games. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the reality is we don't know whether, if that is one approach that could work. Another approach is a set of tools that kind of helps pot, helps with the porting process. So mm-hmm. you can just stick a Windows version in and the porting process does the conversion. But the reality is until the Dev Summit, we don't know. Well, yeah, exactly. I just thought it was really curious how yeah. one article gets written and then another article references the other one. I think Euro, yes. Eurogamer had an article it's... called Looks Like Google is Working on Bringing Windows Games to Stadia. And then it has to have a little joke, Solitaire on the Cloud, which I'd quite happily take Solitaire, quite frankly. It went with Solitaire, not Minesweeper. Yeah, um, but then, yeah, it looks like Google is working on bringing Windows games to the cloud. The company revealed things, and then thanks to The Verge for the article. So the problem, I think, yeah. with a lot of games journalism nowadays is they all just their source is literally another game's website. They don't do any research or investigation themselves. They don't reach out it, to it's... Stadia for comment. They literally just go, oh, copy-paste, change the words. It's, I think it's it's not just in games journalism, and it's not new mm. either. This sort of phenomenon, it's just one of them things where, hey, the Verge are a respectable outlet, so we'll just kind of they've published this, therefore it must be worth publishing. So we'll take it, do a take on it. It's lazy, to be honest. Like there's no verified source, there's no quote for anyone at Stadia, mm. and they don't actually, even actually, the both the Verge and Eurogamer, I don't think actually put any links to 
the actual <laughs> the actual pa- from the, the page with the schedule that de- yeah, details the, the breakdown. The, of- the only verified source of public information they don't actually put a link to. So, I I think they might be right. To be honest, I think the tech is probably right in this. It is probably they've probably built on built a Windows emulator to stick on top of the the Linux base that allows the porting just to happen na- natively. Yeah. But as I think but, we yeah. said, all, all those articles aside, we've had ninety five Google Gizmodo picked up picked up on it as well as did a bunch of other uh, tech websites, and uh, hopefully it, it does ring true and we do actually see a list of titles possibly come. I know Google seem to be pushing, well, the Stadia team, sorry, keeps seem uh, pushing people towards this event. Imagine if they do drop this porting setup and then give us a list of compatible Windows games that somehow through some kind of Proton Linux emulator I, thing, all of a sudden we get access to something in the cloud. It's possible they use one uh, use a game as an example. Mm-hmm. We've seen seen stuff like that where it's like, so you might get like kind of semi announcements from mm. it, but I'm not expecting them to go. Here's the list of games we're porting over. That, that's not what this is about. Again, in the end of the day, while they are. They are pushing this to consumers as well, but they've also done a recent survey, which I think I suspect maybe one of the things. And we've always talked, people talk about knowing what's going on, finding out more mm. what's going on in the back end. So I think this might be why they're pushing this to consumers as well as the industry, yeah, as developers. But this, in the end of the day, is a developer summit. Yeah. While they're saying, "Hey, consumers, come along," it's still not for us. Yeah, uh, I mean, if anything, it's just create a rod for their own back where. There's going to be a bunch of articles next Tuesday that say the emulated Windows talk was just this. And it'll give it it's a just really... The t- I don't think... That, I actually don't think that that's the take. I, I am a very cynical person, but because this is at a developer summit, mm. I think that any takes on it will be like, yeah, this is kind of... If this ends up just being the dry, techie talk that I expect it to be, yeah. I think that's what the take will be. Okay. And I don't think it'll be a negative spin on that. Cool. If so if there's a if there's a journalist going to this event or covering this event mm-hmm. who's expecting a huge list of game announcements, I think they're quite naive. Indeed. And we won't be doing that. We will temper our expectations. No. Uh we haven't actually discussed yet, Richie. Do we have any plans to cover this on the channel? What are your what's your schedule uh, looking like Tuesday five PM, I think, UK time it is. I could be home for that. Okay. Well, we'll discuss it off air, folks. If you listen to this on Monday, yeah. keep it locked to our social channels, Twitter, Facebook page. Join us in our Discord if you want to be kept in the loop. We actually talk about video games and life in general and the difficulties of being an adult and wanting to play games but not having enough time all the time in our Discord. Uh, the link is in the description on podcast services and on YouTube. Uh, join us. Hop in. There's, there's so many people, names you will recognise in the community, chatting away. New people dropping every week and it's, it's quite active and vibrant. So if you are sat out there thinking I only interact once or twice with a few people on Twitter or something, uh, jump in and have a chat. We have different threads for people who are playing Destiny Witch Queen still right now. Uh, we're happy to open up more channels if you're a big fan of, say, FIFA and you're looking for other players. Uh, we're always open to suggestions and, and new gameplay things. Uh, I keep having this itch, Richie, to play The Division 2 again. I'm waiting for Ubisoft yeah. to announce like what the roadmap is for this year two content, and then I'll be straight back in. Same with Avengers, if they ever do anything to that. Kick that dead horse while it's down. Give it a bit of life. Uh, where's the road? Where's She-Hulk? We reported on She-Hulk weeks ago now. Give it to us. Uh, but speaking of games, Richie, coming to it, um, Ubisoft support games long, long into the lifespan, uh, even when the name's spelled incorrectly. For Honor, this last week, got a Year 7 content. They released a new trailer showing uh, new season information off. And there's an article over at Eurogamer, uh, which is saying more than five years on, For Honor is finally getting crossplay, which brings it in line with kind of Ubisoft's mantra at the moment for all their titles. They've been really, really yeah. good uh, across them. Sorry, Year 6. I did say Year 7. The video is correct. I mean, it's Year 6 of content, which I did question then. I was said it's been going for seven, Year 7, and this is the article says for five years, For Honor hasn't got crossplay. Didn't quite mathematically line up, but we corrected it in the moment, Richie. Uh, so the trailer is kind of released and it shows off that crossplay is going to be deployed in two phases for, for for Honor. And the reason I wanted to bring it up right now is because if you recall, I know we said that earlier on in the show our memory is not so great for remembering stories. For Honor was discussed during a Ubisoft earnings call 
in previous years as coming yes. to Stadia. And then they retconned that and, and later on actually apologised and said, oh, our bad, Foreigner isn't actually coming to Stadia even though we had it listed. Uh, they, they And quote straight from a Ubisoft spokesperson, there was a mistake and we can confirm that Foreigner sadly won't be coming to Stadia. Now, the way Ubisoft have been handling Ubisoft Plus, and again, to throw it back, if you remember the Ubisoft Plus marketing uh, for Stadia, how to sign up for it, I think I I found out when I was clicking around. I think I was doing a video for our channel for how to sign up. For Honor was in the artwork for Ubisoft Plus when you linked your Stadia account somewhere. I can't remember where exactly. Yeah. So the breadcrumbs for me, Richie, are there. And with crossplay comes great opening of doors to other platforms. Yeah. And I think, just like Rainbow Six Siege, this could be the fire that finally pushes for Honor over onto Stadia and, other, and Luna um, and other cloud platforms. I'm 100% with you on this one. Um, I suspect they've pulled for honor or put on ice until they got crossplay deployed because, unfortunately, Stadia just doesn't have the, um, the, the, literally the user base mm-hmm. to sustain the game on its own. So, and it's a, with it being a live service game, like you've got to have a multiplayer base, you've got to have players in there, otherwise, the game is dead. Mm-hmm. So, rather than tarnishing the game on Stadia, now or like last year, wait till they get crossplay sorted, and then you have the pull, the entire pool of everyone who's playing this game for Stadia players to jump in and play with. Yeah, I think it's a smarter strategy. Yeah, I, I think um, Phase One's coming out soon. Phase Two's in development. I think Stadia will probably be after that. Yeah, I think that's a lot of pieces coming together, and you, you've got to imagine the team who were developing front of the Ubisoft studio. They have their kind of yearly discussions, their breakdowns. They're part of the investors' call, and they say, "What is the plan for porting this across?" And the team over at For Honor say, "Look, we won't have crossplay ready until maybe mid 2022." And then you're, you're totally right. Yeah. It would be total smart business for them to say, "Right, we, we've got games Priorities. in the pipeline. Yeah, we still haven't got Far Cry Four. We haven't got Blood Dragon. Still, there's a bunch of content. There's probably a few Assassin's Creeds in there that are missing. Ubisoft." Our, my belief is that their goal is to get all of their catalogue in the cloud. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, um, as this, I think it's, prior, it's priorities. What, for the Forerunner team, what's more, what makes more sense for them? Unifying the current player base into a single pool instead of split across three different pools, so PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Or bringing in um, the new platforms, which are going to be, I'd say, let's say Luna and Stadia, there's two new pools of players that are going to be relatively minute. Yeah. And therefore probably not hit that critical mass enough to sustain itself. Completely. And so I expect this to come now. I, re- I think it will. Yeah, I do as well. You heard it here first, folks. I don't know when. This year. Maybe it might this be this year. Might be this year, might be next year. Yeah. It depends how quickly Phase 2 is developed. Yeah, and it's interesting because it kind of lines up with, uh, if anyone watches social channels for Ubisoft, they put out a short video about two minutes long this week. Or I, I saw it on Twitter uh, from uh, Jimmy Boulian was talking about cloud gaming and have you tried it yet? And he talks about Ubisoft strategy, working with partners, how they try and reduce latency on the titles. And at the end, he literally references Stadia and Luna and an Xbox cloud gaming in line with Ubisoft. The logos are on the video on the trailer. And it's just, again, it's, it's interesting how the narrative could potentially shift. You've got a big AAA third-party publisher talking about it actively. You've got the Game Summit coming up. You've got news coming thick and fast for titles. All we're really missing, Richie, is those AAAs. That, that's the kind of final piece of the puzzle. Uh, but we have to wait for that, of course. And I'm sure Ubisoft will be supporting us all year long with AAA releases. But yeah. I, I, for one, enjoyed For Honor when I played it back in back in launch five, six years ago. I've never played it. I think you'd really dig it. I really do. It's it's a solid... Um, the control take on it is you have to literally use the joysticks to block left, block right, block from above, block below, as opposed to just yeah. hold L1 to block. Uh, and it's got a I bunch think... of new factions added, so it's like Vikings square off against medieval sold, uh, Knights of the Round Table versus... Uh, I can't remember. They added so many different... Um, classes in and again it's it's five years in now so this game is like I've awesome I've played Chivalry which Mm. is kind of similar it's a similar game yeah similar similar so for honor maybe Richie by the time it rolls out on Stadia they'll get that extra U added into the into the title 
I wouldn't hold your breath for that. No, I'm, I'm, it I'm just messes playing. up the symmetry of the logo. Playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> Uh, moving on though to some other people some other folks who are still playing uh, WWE and their license with 2K the recent title WWE 2K 2022 just dropped on other platforms not on Stadia to much much dismay of me again we got WWE Battlegrounds last year as crap as that title was um, but this was the new one they were coming back thick and fast they delayed a year remember to bring this across uh, it's currently being reviewed 76 on Metacritic, so not great, but it, it's okay. It's passable for a, for a, an entry into the world of WWE wrestling. And this week, a report comes out of GameStop that the WWE licensing could actually be developed by EA. Oh, sorry. For audio listeners, there was an advert played on the website. I hate that adverts aren't muted automatically. I just mute the tab now. Oh yeah, that would be good to do. Yeah, so just at the top. Yeah, you just right-click on the tab and just go mute tab, mute site. Ah, I see. Either way, uh, WWE games could be in development by EA in the future. So it looks like the franchise or the people who negotiate, I guess, is rightly so probably frustrated a little bit with the relationships they've had in um, the yeah. last few years. With I know two K Sports that they publish the games, but I think. The, the latest entries, obviously, they had to delay a year, so that means that's an, essentially an entire year of income that they've missed out on. The the, so, the lack of support and, and, and kind of success of yeah. the Battleground spin-off not doing too well, great. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of like look at what the relationship over the last like couple of years, they had a game come out that was absolutely... It was dreadful, apparently. It was oh, dreadful. yeah, it, it was. was. Bro- it was a broken mess. Um, so that forced them to skip a year. Mm-hmm. Then they had um, Battlegrounds, which is which was well as you claim. I've never played it. You I bought it, played it with my brother, yeah. and thankfully was able to refund it within two hours. That's how bad it was. Yeah. There you go. That's the level of that game. And then a seventy-seven isn't great, to be honest. It's fine, but considering when you're at such a low ebb, you're kind of swinging for the fences with this one, especially if your license deal is coming up. Yeah. You kind of, I think. To, uh, like WWE are probably looking at this next game going this needs to be in the 80s for us to even probably consider <laughs> otherwise it's Im- well, sorry, you sorry when you it, said like, the 80s yeah. there my brain went like wrestling in the 80s oh, yeah. and I was thinking of all these like old 80s superstars oh, like, like Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan yeah. was he 80s yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yeah that's when it, that's where he's like yeah but you know like, <laughs> an eight, like a Metacritic rating of an 80 a, 70, a 77 is not a bad game by any no, stretch no. of the imagination but with when you're so low down it's like you've had an extra year mm-hmm. is this the best you can do bear in mind I'm sure WWE wanted this to go back to annual yeah well that's like, that's kind of it so looking at it yeah it, the original your options. the original deal was with THQ back in the day like Smackdown Smackdown versus Raw like I loved those games growing up as a kid yeah. and then obviously we all know what happened to THQ <laughs> they went bust so 2k signed on to the sports contract to produce wwe games uh, it was a six-year deal that was inked back in 2016 so it is literally on the cusp of coming up for renewal and you know what i could see ea being all over this they bought Codemasters. Absolutely. they want to yeah. be the kings of sports they've got a new golf game in the works they have obviously fifa's and madden behemoths in terms of bringing in stuff so you know what? Even though a lot of people sometimes think wrestling, I mean, it's not a real sport because it's it's scripted and stuff as well. But yeah. it, it's classed as a sport. It's out there on sports channels. It brings in a lot of money, and I, I love the theater of it all personally. It's, I think it's weird that the wrestling games hasn't really made it big in the esports like category. Mm. I'm pretty sure the guys at WWE will absolutely want this to take off as an eSport. Yeah. Because it's it's there. And all fighting games kind of make... In, all decent fighting games make the way through as an eSport thing. So there's absolutely no reason like wrestling couldn't. You could have res, um, WWE at EVO. Mm. Is it... Now, like, now you said that out loud, it really is crazy to think, actually, we've got these games that come out and they have all the different game modes they have the Royal Rumbles they have the multiplayer the Iron Man matches and stuff Hell in a Cell why why have they not give the license to someone like Netherrealm and let them do like a Mortal Kombat-esque game with like side side on fighting style so forget like you can still have a fictional ring and just you know we got Battlegrounds which was just like a silly cartoon head 
take on a normal game. Yeah. Give me like yeah, give it a Nether Realms. Let them do the the injustice makeover on all these wrestlers. Make them superhuman where yeah, they might break ribs and stuff because that happens in real life. But yeah, if John Cena does this, you can't see this. He literally goes invisible. That's his special move. Uh, the Rock does his eyebrow and his eyebrow pops off and goes around the neck and chokes him. Like something <laughs> absolutely crazy. Yeah. And then, then you go slapstick, like, mm. go hard. Yeah, go hard. I mean, the I, Mortal that, Kombat's that, ridiculous. That's a trick to slapstick. Anything. If you're going to go slapstick, you have to just go for got it. Got to commit. Because um, yeah, you've got to yeah, laugh yeah. at Mortal Kombat when like the ribs like get cracked and scum, and then they keep fighting on. Yeah. It's like you would literally be dead right now. You've just been set, it, spinal severed. I think the trick I think for a WWE game is one, it has to have the same sort of hype moments that wrestling fans expect that you'd get in the kind of the scripted like oh my actual God. wrestling entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, you need to have them hype moments built in, but it has. To, but in the end, of the day, it is a fighting game. It's got to feel good yeah. to play. It really, really does. So it's interesting to see. Again, big disappointment that it's not out on Stadia. Two K have a few games. We got Battlegrounds, so it's a shame that we got Battlegrounds and not this entry because it is the the best one in a while. It would appear. Yeah. Uh, would I be streaming it on the pod on the live stream? Probably. I'd jump in with a few people in the community and, and do play a wrestling game. Uh, but only, I'd jump in. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I'd jump in. Only time will tell. Um, but I think EA, it could be a good move for them to, to bring wrestling yeah. in-house with their other sports franchises. As much as loads of people hate EA. Um, but tell you one thing Richie people don't hate, and that is an APK breakdown file. That's right. Reporting from 9to5Google, our good friend Carl Bradshaw, once again doing the Lord's work and breaking down APK insight files. For those who don't know, these are the coding files that get released on Android and you can break down uh, the coding and have a look at what words and terminology is used in the upcoming update. And it gives us a bit of insight. Uh, the biggest thing to come out of this particular update, Richie, is device motion controls for Stadia. It would appear that you've got, and I read, device motion config gamepad, device motion config sensor device motion config sensor to gamepad and then a bunch of other gibberish in between that but the big takeaway from here is it looks as though there's going to be something added to the app in the imminent future that features some kind of motion control what does this mean for yeah. you what could this mean for stadia well we've seen stadia bring out the, the all stadia all about just like bringing out however you want to play bring it out so you've got mouse and keyboard you've got traditional control on the stadia gamepad they've got you've got direct touch and you've got emulated and um, controller touch motion motion controls like if a lot of people are playing this on the phone it's got gyroscopes and stuff you use i was telling you before things like things like when i was playing breath of the wild before my switch in handheld mode i would use the gyroscopes to help aim like arrows and mm -hmm. stuff yeah i could see that being a useful thing with a key like if you've got a key sheet plugged into a key sheet mm -hmm. using the like the gyroscopes built into your phone so yeah I don't, I, I don't know I mean it's device motion I don't think you're going to get motion controls in your stadia gamepad but I think this will be more aimed at using your phone yeah uh, I think there's a, a, I mean in the article Kyle rightly says things like just dance makes sense for that kind of thing anything that's got motion in regards to racing like you tilt yeah. left you tilt right we've all we've all been there and in motion controls uh, potentially it could even lean into vr to a degree where if you're playing something like super hot that could have a turn yeah, on vr function turn your head tilt your phone left right up down again i don't Bring know how google cardboard <laughs> yeah i don't know how fun that would be well if if they built uh, like a google a decent not cardboard like an actual like playstation um vr style headset mm -hmm. where you can plug your phone plug your phone into and then it uses the motion controls on your phone to like move your head around. You could have a full VR yeah. experience. Well, yeah, we've theorized before. If you if you go and put your phone into a Google Cardboard or a Google Daydream, even though they're all defunct now, but some kind of headset, and then you've got the Stadia well, controller in your hand linked up to it, and maybe the controller's used for motion, and your head just yeah. does the VR element, and you look well, around like that. One of the major problems with VR, I think, in the past, when the way Google's approached it is... One, um, you're using your phone, which is people's primary de uh, device to carry around with them. So battery life is a, an issue, and it uses a lot of power, which means a lot of heat. And phones aren't really designed for it. They're quite enclosed. There's not enough cooling. Mm -hmm. You stream that, you're suddenly taking away the need for like to absolutely hit the GPU with a lot of lot of vol volts to get that performance. Yep. 
suddenly you're taking away the issues of both battery life and heating and cooling. So yeah, yeah, um, um, it could work really well. It really does. I've I've actually been super shocked in recently when I've been playing a lot of FIFA on the Kishi how little impact having my phone screen on playing like half an hour it's, to an hour of FIFA. It's a YouTube vid? Yeah, it's... it's Using the same sort of power yeah. as a YouTube vid. Whereas I remember playing Google Daydream on some phones back in the day and that, those things get hot. Heat. Like to a point where even the phone pops up with like warnings saying, look, stop doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Anyone who's used as a I camera said, on a summer holiday will know the phone gets a bit wary of how hot phones. it's getting and says, you stop it, stop it. Phones have got a lot of things like the like water and dust protection, which actually is kind of the opposite way you'd want to go with cooling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep everything. Everything's really tightly packed in. There's no cool, uh, proper cooling systems in place. No fans are in, in there in your phone. Yeah, it's not. It's really not good to have for cooling. So if you hit if you hit the GPU in your phone really hard. It's going to kick out a lot of heat. Yeah, you're completely right. Uh, the one good thing, the IP resistance, the ingress protection, the ratings, a yeah. lot of phones nowadays are 68 rated, which uh, if they do get too hot, what I used to do back in the day when I was on holiday and my Sick phone was... freezer. No, no, if it would say like, oh, the phone's getting too hot because you're taking pictures in like the middle of Spain or somewhere. It's yeah. just dunk it in water because it's water resi- it's waterproof slash resistant. Shouldn't say proof because it's never waterproof. Nothing's ever waterproof. Yeah. Even boats just tip them upside down. They're fucked. Um, but <laughs> back... my, fir- my first, the first one they had, that had that IP protections. Like I had a glass of water, and you're looking at it, so like, do it. It was so hard to just pour it in, but you had to do it. Just got to test it out. Um, but then final piece to, or final pieces, I should say, to come away from this breakdown. Uh, they've, they've retweaked some of the icons for the touch interface gamepad, and uh, it looks as though there could be customization coming for the touch layout, which. I think it's great. Game Pass has it at the moment already on their mobile app. Yeah. It just means that the generic layout across the bottom, it doesn't work for every game. It could get in the way or it could be in a different layout. And I think the ability to move your cursor or your... Sorry, not your cursor, your analog yeah, stick some, somewhere. how you want it. Mm, yeah. Sometimes it's just a case of how your thumbs are. Like, like you might... if Depend on the size of your hands and the size of your phone. If you're using, for example an iPad or something like that it's quite a big quite a big screen to be holding your hands mm-hmm. if you've got buttons in the middle of the screen you're going to be able to reach them comfortably yeah. so having been able to move things to suit yourself I think is a good idea completely agree and the final thing of note to come out of this breakdown is the introduction of broadcasters and spectators so there's a couple of uh, listings in there group spectator status spectator change notification spectator status uh, what I take away from this is something in line with what Amazon Luna just launched with their direct streaming to Twitch. If you're direct streaming from Stadia to YouTube, the ability to view broadcasters and or interact with spectators from your mobile device seems like something that should be in the pipeline. And this kind of leans into that, if you ask me. Yeah, I think so. I was like... It seems it does seem to be um, YouTube integration. Whether it's more things like Stream Connect, there's a there's a lot of things this could mean. They're quite broad terms. Yeah. But when I'm thinking broadcaster, I'm thinking streamers, and spectators, mm-hmm. of people watching. Yeah, exactly. So if you're doing Stream Connect with someone and you're doing it from your phone, I don't think at the moment there's any way to really see how many well, people are watching your content, or like you definitely can't see comments I mean, or anything. So. The nine, the 9 to 5 article does bring up Stream Connect because in the terms of Stream Connect, there might be their internal technolo- um, terminology where the, if you're watching my my screen on, through Stream Connect and it's something like the division, mm-hmm. in that case, I will be the broadcaster and you will be a spectator. Yeah. So it could be tweaks to that sort of stuff. Certainly could be. But uh, we'll keep our eyes locked to our Android Play stores and see if the update does bring anything of merit. Or, Richie, maybe this this update file is ready to go live after the Games Developer Summit. They're going to be talking about it all. It could be like, oh, boom, and there's the stuff we've just talked about live now on your app. Who knows? Google seemed, from our experience looking at the APK breakdowns, Google slowly add bits of code to, to it, and then you might not hear anything for six months. What was that project one? Project... Uh, something that everyone was jokingly saying it could mean this, it could mean that. I forgot it now. See, I don't know. I can't Pro- Project something. I know it was that. Uh, Project Spartacus. No, that's PlayStation. Uh, yeah. But moving on, final few stories of the week, everybody. 
another game was rated for Stadia, and it has some merit too because it comes from Wired Productions, who you may recognise uh, due to last week's announcement of uh, Deliver Us the Moon. Um, this one comes from Camel 101 Studios and uh, in production with Wired Productions. Uh, this is a horror adventure game titled Those Who Remain, in which the player assume the role of a troubled husband trapped in a cursed town. From a first-person perspective, players explore the town, solve puzzles, and stay within lighted areas to avoid being killed by shadowy creatures. As players progress, they can unlock the town's mysteries and encounter other people whom they can choose to kill or save. Choosing to kill people can result in characters being set on fire, killed by shadow creatures, or dropped into the abyss. Richie, we've looked at the trailer and it reminds us of something similar to Control, but in first-person perspective. Yeah, it's kind of got that creepy vibe of Control, but it seems to be more of a narrative walking sim. Mm. Um, where you just... I don't think there's combat in this it game. It doesn't look like it, yeah. It looks like you'll either be killed immediately or you, you yeah. avoid the... It's the all about pain. your exploration of the world, your interaction with the characters, it, characters in it, that sort of thing. I think it could be an interesting play. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. It does remind me of... It's got that eeriness of kind of everybody's gone to the rapture, what remains of Edith Finch, like that kind of approach to it. And uh, some puzzle solving always works well for stream, Richie. Yeah, my my, thought, my initial thoughts were this could be an interesting one for Halloween. Yeah, certainly. We'll keep... It's a bit, bit far off, but it's got that creepy vibe. It could be an interesting thing. Yeah, it looks like quite a short game as well. I think like most puzzle puzzle games are. I think we, we yeah, did some it, checks and it was about five or so hours. About five and a half hours, according to who, how long to beat. So yeah, so not the longest of games, which I, I guess with horror you want it fairly short because you, you ha- poor heart can't yeah. take it. Uh, so hopefully not too long. Uh, Wired Production's been quite good at teasing games coming up as well. So head over, check their Twitter accounts out, their social feeds. And hopefully now it's been rated, we might not have to wait too long. It might be like Team 17. We get a double hit with Deliver Us the Moon and then Those Who Remain, just like yeah. we're getting Golf With Friends and Overcooked within the month of April so not long to wait hopefully uh, we got some extra content announced from the uh, robot entertainment team over at Orcs Must Die 3 of course previously a Stadia exclusive uh, new DLC titled Tipping the Scales will arrive on April 7th and will include five new maps a new war scenario a new race the Tuatara race new skins new gear and plenty more uh, of course teased over on their social channels um, we've been meaning to go back to Orcs Must Die 3 actually for quite yeah, some time. Yeah, it's definitely on the list. Uh, so hopefully, or maybe, this DLC will do that. It looks like this new race that they're introducing is kind of lizard people with some kind of cloaking device. Um, Orcs Must Die 3, again, lends itself well to just adding new content like enemies and stuff. I really, really yeah. want them to add just... Add new maps. Add new, new maps, enemies, yeah. I really just want them modes. to add more players. Like That's still the biggest thing is why is it only two player? Scale it up. Make it teams of three, four, five, six, even. And yeah, let them just around. Bring out a new campaign that's designed for four players with a new new full set of maps. Yeah. And for me, the biggest takeaway from this is the DLC is coming day and date with Stadia because if those who remember, not those who remain, those who remember uh, the previous announcement, I think once it went live on other platforms, they seem to almost disregard Stadia a little bit. They had a couple of posts go live that spoke about PlayStation, Xbox, but never mentioned Stadia. It almost felt like a disservice to the platform they'd been exclusive with for for many, many months at that point. But it seems like now Stadia is in in time with all the other platforms, which is how it should be. As a consumer, it should be day and day across all of your platforms, especially when it's DLC. Launch is one thing. DLC content, you, you do that after the fact. You put a date on that. So until it's ready... For everyone, don't put it out because one consumer on one platform shouldn't be any lesser than another platform, if you ask me. And that brings us to our final story of the week. Gamescom, the big annual gaming event held in Germany, will be coming back and running from the 24th of August until the 28th in Cologne, Germany. This event of course usually gathers over a quarter of a million people uh, and it did so in 2019 until of course one giant global pandemic done gone fucked all that up Richie but it's coming back this year it's physically back you can get a flight or travel or drive or do whatever you do to get to Germany and you can attend Gamescom 2022 it's been a hiatus for a few years 
It's no doubt going to have opening night live with Jeff Keighley returning to show off some things, probably kickstart or end his, or do something to do with the Summer Games Fest. We don't really know uh, what it does. But you know what? Gamescom is one of those I think I'd always love to go to at some point. We'll get there one year. One year, I'm sure we will. If if Google Stadia have like a guaranteed presence there, that would that would make me push so much more to want to go. But we'll see how it it's, goes. It's an expensive uh, uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, if you intend to go, do let us know. If you've been to Gamescom before, do let us know. It just looks like a whole couple of days worth of fun. Exploring your passion, seeing what's getting some freebies, maybe seeing some early yeah, access of games. Uh, but yeah, nice to see it's back. It, it makes me feel like the world is actually returning to normal. Until Vlad decides, decides to invade. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dracula does have his plans after all. And on that note, Richie, that brings us to the end of the Sounds of Stadia podcast, episode number 129. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for the show, you can write them in on our Discord channel. Link is in the description below. Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, also give the video a like. Subscribe and hit that bell so you're kept in the loop with all of the amazing Stadia and cloud gaming content we do here at Helix Cloud Games. Like our live streams, Let's Plays, Fest Looks, and much, much more. Just like our side quest episode, Richie, we, we briefly touched on it in the middle of this show when we were talking about... Windows being ported and all the journalists going all abuzz about yeah. what happens if all this Windows library gets moved over to Stadia. Now, we fancied some games from Windows in a while, but why don't we talk about that in a little bit more depth? Yeah, it's something I've wanted to talk about for a little while, but this seems to be the right moment um, to talk about what games that are traditionally PC games could come over to Google Stadia that we think should be. And this, for the sake of this conversation in SideQuest, we're going to pretend that the um, restriction that it has to be gamepad enabled has to be doesn't exist. Well, so we're talking mouse and keyboard for this one. Let's go do it. SideQuest episode fifty-eight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, 58. 58. Terrific. Uh, and if you're listening to this on Monday and you cannot wait until this goes on free feeds, remember our members get it now. It's already live. It went live yesterday. Now, in fact, yeah, it might went live early, depending on how quick Richie is. We stay up to six days early. You get it early, you get badges, you get stickers, you get all the fun, all the excitement and support for us lovely gentlemen who try and bring you the utmost best cloud gaming content we possibly can, grow and expand the channel. And we can do that just by watching along, liking and such. So thank you again to everyone who's tuned in, our wonderful members, our viewers, the hundreds of you who listen on podcast platforms and on YouTube. We'll catch you this next week for our weekly live stream. Uh, Richie, probably going to be on a Friday this week, if I'm honest, because I'm away with work during the middle of the week, so I might not be back in time. So rather than yeah, risk we it, it, we'll do a Friday. Yeah, we can move it a Friday. And we'll see what we'll play then. We'll keep it tuned. If you want to play something specific, again, Discord's the place to talk about it. Let us know. We try and mix it up. We try and do things differently. So yes, just keep it locked and do chat to us. My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. We've been Helix Cloud Games, bringing you sounds of Stadia Podcast. And remember, folks, play whatever makes you the happiest. Have a great week. See you all soon. Goodbye. Bye.